Hello and welcome to The Powerful Project. I'm Kirsty And I'm V. And we are two female fitness coaches passionate about empowering women to feel strong and confident in their bodies. We discuss all things women's wellness, including training, nutrition, mindset, and women's health. Let's jump in. In today's episode, we are talking about protein. Protein is one of the three macronutrients. If you listen back to our No Bullshit Nutrition and Building Balanced Meals podcast, hopefully you are familiar with it. It's very important for women. It helps us to build and maintain muscle recover and also helps us to stay full and regulate blood sugar levels. So as a minimum, we need around 1.2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. So as an example, if you're weighing around 80 kilo, you should eat at least 96 grams of protein. Now, this is the minimum recommended dose. I usually go and say, it for 1.4 1.6 grams of kilo per body weight for my clients even higher 1.8 grams sometimes just depends where you are with your goals but 1.2 is the absolute minimum so if you're 80 kilo 96 grams of protein is what you should aim for and you can adjust it a little bit if you're vegetarian or vegan because that's a little bit harder to get your protein in but when it comes to protein what does it actually mean 1.2 grams of protein so protein sources is different to protein intake Having 130 grams of chicken breast at lunch doesn't mean that you just hit 130 grams of protein a day as well. It's important to be aware when we're saying what grams you're aiming for, it's of the macronutrient protein, not the weight of food you're having in a daily basis. Yeah, it can be super confusing. Yeah. So I will list a couple of examples for you as well. Each protein source has a different density of protein. For example, protein powder, if you have a scoop that's 35 grams, it's usually 25 grams of protein. Same with chicken breast, and that depends again if you cooked it or weighed it raw. 100 grams of raw chicken breast has around 22.3 grams of protein in it. So you can't assume just because you ate 100 grams of chicken that you also ate 100 grams of protein. (laughs) Doesn't work that way. (laughs) It would be so nice if it was that easy, but it doesn't work that way. So for example, as you can see, vegetarian sources like 100 grams of lentils, they equal about 12 grams of protein. 100 grams of tofu also equals around 12 grams of protein. So a few things to keep in mind, making sure that you weigh your food to get the accurate number of protein and you can't just assume 100 gram of chicken means 100 gram of protein. Now, some ways that you can get your protein in. So once you're knowing how much you're aiming for per day and you've got a bit of awareness of how much of each food is going to get you to that goal, we need to have a way to actually get your protein in because it's nice having a goal, but if you've got no way to get to it, there's no point. So the first thing that you will be familiar with if you listen to our Balanced Meals podcast, it's all about focusing on your protein being the priority of your meal and your meal prep that you're making and making it at least a palm or a portion size so that you're focusing on it first. So if you're thinking of your breakfast, lunch and dinner as your main meals for the day, is there a source of protein at your breakfast meal, lunch meal and dinner meal? Now, this can either be meat, as we said before, if you're not vegetarian, so you can find protein in chicken and turkey, beef, lamb, pork, fish or game meats. They're all very good sources of protein. And like they said before, just check there will be a slight difference in the amount of protein depending on what type of meat it is because some meats do have more fat or some meats are leaner so they will be a little bit different. If you are vegetarian, don't stress, you can still get protein in, of course. (laughs) Some good vegetarian sources are things like legumes and beans, chickpeas, they all do have protein in them. Tofu and tempeh can be very good 
there are some more processed sources which we'll talk about in a minute that can help to boost your protein as a vegetarian well that's mainly if you're vegan other vegetarian sources are greek yogurt and cottage cheese in dairy and also eggs and egg whites are a fantastic source of protein slightly more processed sources so the ones we said above are more whole food other than tofu and tepe that are a little bit processed and greek yogurt and cottage cheese but more processed sources that can also be really good sources of protein are things like protein powder so protein powder is actually really great easy convenient source of protein and there's heaps of different ones out there on the market now like whey is the most basic straightforward one whey protein isolate and whey protein concentrate but there are also some vegan ones out there like i know there are quite a few good brands that are pea protein or they have a mix of different proteins from different plant-based sources these can be great to boost your protein plus they're usually quite tasty and sweet so you can add them into yogurt oats or into smoothies and they are good at boosting your yeah, protein important to note on the protein powders as well there's so many different brands and in the end of the day i think it comes down to whatever you like to taste of like they don't really do a whole lot of different ones when you compare them compare them for price compare them for the taste and buy the one that tastes the best to you <laughs> so buy the one that's pretty good bang for your buck so that you enjoy it, it's cheap, and it's going to be half-decent protein powder. Usually that the ingredient list, you might as well check them. There's a couple of things. If there's a lot of sweetener in there, like sugar alcohols, you might want to avoid those. But generally speaking, there's no just one brand that's better than anyone else. Yes, yeah, so just make sure you have a little bit of a flip around of the protein pack. And if it's just got a few simple ingredients that are pretty good for your digestion, that's pretty good. Yeah, when you said about the sugar alcohols, my body does not handle like malitol or sorbitol in high amounts. Like it's often found in chewing gum or like some of the sugar-free chocolates. Oh my God, no, no never no. go on there. My digestion is so upset gum. by those. Yeah, so. gum is one for me. Yeah, and then so. I'm also not lactose intolerant, but lactose doesn't work so well for me. So I get one that's lactose free. Yeah, I so don't like the taste of the vegan protein powders myself. Yeah, it's important to make sure that it's going to be easily digested by you so yeah. don't give up on protein powder if you try one and it doesn't agree with you some of the vegan ones are more digestible or if they have less additives they can be more digestible so just be aware of that but they can be a really good easy straightforward source also on the processed list there well, the reason we are talking about these is because they do fit into your day if you need them just to make sure you're still hitting your goals so protein bars can be good if you again digest them okay mm -hmm. and again if you flip the pack and look at something that's relatively digestible for you this may take a bit of trial and error much to your stomach's advantage slash disadvantage <laughs> something like a quest bar is a good example like it's 20 grams of protein so it's actually quite high but some people don't handle the processed nature of them and what's included in them so it depends on you and also be conscious that when a protein bar has protein on the front and you flip it around, <laughs> it might not actually have much at all. So yeah. like 20 grams is really high, but you want to be kind of hovering around there for a legitimate amount of protein coming from a protein bar. Otherwise, it's just a glorified chocolate bar and yeah. you may as well get a nice chocolate bar and just enjoy it. And often those <laughs> nut bars are actually higher in fat than they yeah. are in protein. So really, they should be called fat bar, but that <laughs> that's not attractive advertising I don't think at they would all. sell me. <laughs> So they call them protein bars, but they have like 10 grams or 9 grams of protein in it when they usually have like 10 or 12 grams of fat and then like a higher carb content as well. So always worth checking those labels and double checking how much protein you're actually getting there. Yeah, so just have a little flip around and it can be a little bit more effort to think about it, but it's really good if you do want an easy source of protein just to make a good decision. Like I said before, the whole foods are going to always be better. So if you can get it through the whole foods, brilliant, but these are good other sources as well. The last one is also meal replacement shakes, very similar to a protein powder. 
just make sure they actually have protein in them. <laughs> so flip it around. It's not just a carb shake or something. And it doesn't have too many additives. That yeah. can be a really good, easy way to supplement a meal, like kind of more of a smoothie sort of vibe. I wouldn't actually replace a whole meal. I'd rather make it a smoothie, but it can also be a good in a pinch. And just touching on the meal replacement shakes as well and the bars, it's almost like they're really convenient. It's an easy one if you're on the go and you're running around. But if a protein bar has almost over 250 calories, you might as well get like some rice cakes and some tuna or something because it will actually fill you up for longer. So it just depends where you're going to need them. So if you are someone that's like super busy on the go all the time, you just need like a quick snack, 100% go for that protein bar. But if you have the time to actually put a meal together, I would avoid a meal replacement shake. Or if you're having a meal replacement shake, as Kirsty said, make sure it's high in protein because often they're not. Like I've looked over some client food diaries and I'm like, don't do this to yourself. (laughs) It actually has no protein in it. And you might as well spice it up with some spinach and berries and like make it a proper smoothie so you're getting even more nutrients or just have a meal. But then again, depends. If you're running around on the go, then... 100% the shake's easy. Yeah, and that's why we're going to talk about next is if you can make sure your meals are really good quality with protein, carbs, fats, and there is a good whole food source of protein, you're going to feel pretty good. But there are also other whole food sources of snacks that you can choose as well. Or not all whole food, but some really good sources of snacks. So B, take us away. You've got some good ideas for snacks. Yes. More than I do. I'm Snack very, queen. <laughs> I'm very much a creature of habit. I'll have the same stuff every day and be totally fine with it. <laughs> I love a snack. We actually just had a protein bar before, which is convenient as well. Yeah, which I've never so, had before. So thanks for that experience. <laughs> You're welcome. It's good, good macros. I've checked them. <laughs> good ingredients. So for example, like I said before... Like cottage cheese and other on rice cakes would be a really good protein snack. So you get some carbs, you get some fat, but you're also getting your protein through the cottage cheese. Another one would be like a high protein yogurt, like your Yopro, adding some fruit and some nut nuts to it or like nut butter. And that again goes back to our balanced meals. You've got your protein, you've got your fruit, you've got your fats as well. Another easy one that I always recommend to clients, like if you like chicken, just get the roast chicken from cold that's already done if you're really time poor and then just have that and then slice up maybe like a salad or some fruit and some nuts as well in a lunchbox because I think what happens when we put a meal together we think about it has to be on the same plate but -hmm. sometimes you just have like a little bit of chicken here and then you have some fruit after like it doesn't need to go on the same plate to be a balanced meal as well. You have all the macronutrients and just eat them individually every now and then. That's fine too. (laughs) Yeah, especially if you're on the run. Like we're talking snacks here. We're not talking like your dinner. Although you could do that for your dinner too if you really wanted to. But (laughs) it's more more like running around or you've got nothing in the fridge left. So another one would be a boiled egg and then having some fruit after. Wouldn't eat the eggs and the fruit together. Just me personally. (laughs) (laughs) Delicious. (laughs) Yeah, boiled eggs are a great one. Like I often recommend them to clients that need an easy, quick source of protein on the go. Boiled eggs are great. And also you can make them flavored as well if you want to. And they keep pretty well in the fridge. So you can just pop that with some more sources of snacks. And then that's an easy bit of protein just popped in there. Yeah, easy meal prep as well. And if you like it a little bit more fancy, like a frittata muffin or something would be good. So you've got your eggs and you get some veg in, which is going to be nice. As we touched on before, protein bars, a protein shake is an awesome little snack as well. And then vegetable sticks and full fat cottage cheese would be another option so you're getting your veggies in and you've got the cottage cheese for some protein if you like to be creative and you're better in the kitchen than me protein muffins 
where you're using like protein powder is a good option even you can even do like a banana bread with protein powder in it but just make sure they're bang for your buck again otherwise you're going to really escalate in your calories <laughs> it's really easy to have like a protein muffin and then already ate like 400 calories for like a little muffin where you could have had a more wholesome meal as well and then jerky and fruit is another one so quick and easy on the go pretty straightforward that's something that you can get at every petrol station like if you're traveling if you're running out if you forgot your food like there's really no excuse if we are looking at like more like protein swaps and how you can increase your protein if you're someone that loves a slice of toast in the morning maybe you should add an egg to your slice of toast you know just Mm -hmm. adding a little bit more protein in it because what will happen there is especially with like your insulin and your blood sugar levels if you're actually eating the protein and then eating your carbs you feel fuller for longer as well so i do that with a lot of clients i already look at what your current habits are with food you enjoy on a daily basis and then just double check the amount of protein in that day and if it's lacking you can beef it up in ways that are just going to still be part of your habits if someone always has oats for breakfast or they have porridge but there's zero protein because oats by themselves are just carbohydrate you can actually add protein powder into them and then they've got much more protein or you can add some greek yogurt and mix it in or you can have some boiled eggs on the side all of a sudden that meal has more protein in it and so they're having essentially the same meal just with a little bit of difference and then they're going to hit their protein goals exact same concepts for lunch and dinner if someone's having a salad and that salad just has rice and and salad then you can obviously add a bit of protein sauce like some chicken or you can add some lentils like i already said and the other one is also people have soups like they'll have soup but they won't add any meat or protein or lentils or chickpeas or anything to that so the soup itself is full of vegetables and it might have some fat and some carb in it but yeah simply just adding something extra could make it a balanced meal i love that I actually have those soups here all the time and I prep like a big bulk of chicken and then I freeze it and then if I'm really lazy on the weekend and I go out or something and I need to keep my lunch low, I have a soup and then just chuck some chicken in. So yeah, easy. Yeah, easy as. And it's really tasty, like it's really yeah. wholesome. Especially in this weather. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so rainy today, miserable. <laughs> and then I love those like food things on Instagram where everyone has like rice cakes and avocado. But rice cake and avocado, again, is just no protein fat and carbs so if you're adding some cottage cheese or some shredded chicken to it you can then make it a lot more wholesome and like a well-balanced meal again even tuna i like adding tuna on rice cakes tuna is a good one underrated snack so there are some ideas for you i hope they're helpful and something that i really want to touch on is the generation of us here that just has a coffee for breakfast so if we're just having a coffee again there's hardly any protein in it so you might as well have a smoothie do your boiled eggs or something with your coffee because a coffee is not a well-balanced meal. Like it gets no, you through. It's not a food group. Yeah. This is coming from me who loves coffee. <laughs> Same. I'm guilty, but a coffee doesn't count as breakfast, unfortunately. No. So just make sure that you're fueling your body there and giving it what mm. it needs. I actually want to touch on that really quickly because I know quite a lot of our listeners probably do love caffeine because mm. I do love caffeine. The reason people often drink coffee and then won't have meal is because caffeine is an appetite suppressant. Yes. And so you'll drink your coffee and you might actually feel like, oh, I'm not actually that hungry anymore. Yeah. But what you're doing is you're depleting yourself of energy and your little neuroreceptors in your brain that are attaching to the caffeine is making you more tired later. You're not getting the proper energy that you want and you need so you can actually have a really balanced day. And so you're going to get hungrier later, probably eat a little bit too much and then get that big slump and crash in the afternoon. So it's a good idea to have your coffee with some food so that your blood sugar levels stay stable. You're still getting your energy in and you can enjoy 
coffee, but try not to use it as its own source of energy and food. It's not food. <laughs> yeah. Touching on that as well. I've done a sleep seminar um, with like a really cool coach not long ago. And he was telling us how with your circadian rhythm, it's actually better if you don't have a coffee first thing in the morning. So you wait a little bit, have some food and then have your coffee later. And I've been practicing that myself, that I don't have the coffee first thing in the morning. I have my food first and have a coffee later. And I've noticed that I crash a lot less mm. in the middle of the day. So it's really interesting, really good to keep in mind. Cool. Yeah, I think that's important to note because skipping breakfast seems to be one of the biggest themes of everybody or like pushing it back later. It's not going to make you eat that much less, unfortunately. (laughs) Everyone thinks that, but what's often going to happen is you'll get really hungry, overeat that meal, get a big slump and get really tired afterwards and then snack all afternoon and have a big dinner. So it's better just to have the, doesn't have to be first thing, but just having food in the morning is going to help keep your blood sugar level stable, especially if there's a source of protein in there. So in summary, protein is an important macro to prioritize in your diet. We need a minimum of 1.2 grams per kilo per day, depending on you and your needs as a person. If you are lost, please message us. We'd love to help you out with this to make sure you're getting enough protein. Ways to get your protein in is, first of all, making sure you have a source at each of your main meals per day. If you get three, that's awesome. You're going to have more opportunities to get enough protein in. We've also mentioned some great snack ideas today for the snackers in the audience (laughs) who still want to get their protein in but need a few ideas. Hopefully this gives you some great ideas on how to include protein into your day. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to hear more and stay updated when we release a new episode. But we would love you to write a review if this episode has resonated with you. We're offering one free strategy session for one of our subscribers who does leave a review. Until next time, keep showing up for yourself, take action for your health, and remember that you are powerful.